Hello everyone, welcome back to The Co Show. My name is Mason Co. here as always with my co-host Aaron Co. Hello. Today is Tuesday, April 13th. Got a lot to cover today. Missed last week, so obviously, you know, going to be a little bit late on some stuff. But before we get into that, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all the YouTube stuff. Also follow us on Twitter at MasonCharlesCo at AaronCo29. And without further ado, we'll just uh, jump into... The sports news. I don't, I don't know who you are, but you're doing a, a, a really good job, you know, in place of Mason Co., um, who has the, the mullet. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we should start with that. Um, uh, in, in a pretty, moment of silence for the yeah, mullet. Yeah, moment of silence for the mullet. Oh, man. All right, that was Moment passed, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so the mullet is gone. Uh, my hair is just you folded little... to the pressure, the uh, yeah. media pressure. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the media pressure made me. <clears throat> no, um, it was it was you know, it lasted a lot longer than I expected it to. It lasted a lot longer than mine. Remember we did mullet we did mullet cast. That mullet was one cast. of our very first episodes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and mine lasted like about a week. Yeah. And like, I just can't. I just can't. I yeah. can't. I need a haircut. So yeah, man, you I. Yeah, you you went a long way. I did. Yeah. No, I'm 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 proud of it, but yeah, so that, you know, um that that's been the big news around the house for the week. Um but yeah. We'll we'll start talking about some sports news now. Right. Starting off with congratulations Baylor on winning the national championship. It seems like that was like 3 weeks ago at this point, but Yeah, it seems like a long time um, ago. But uh really what I want to talk about is the game well one of the games before this one which was Gonzaga UCLA maybe the best basketball game I've ever seen per- personally yeah. the best basketball the best live game I've ever seen for sure for a college basketball no doubt yeah. for me um so you know just the shot making was NBA level shot making you know you got Johnny Juzang going out the injury coming back in being dominant and, um, yeah, I just, you know, just shout out to UCLA for the run they had, you know, everyone, everyone's covered this at this point, so we don't have to go too in depth, but it was a great game. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I can't think of a better game. Um, there I've seen, there are a lot of games that have last second shots that are amazing. Um, and that was an amazing last second shot, but what made that game remarkable is that it was back and forth close all the way. You kind of had the you know, the number one overall seed versus uh, a team that wasn't supposed to be there at all. Yeah. Um, really. Or, you know, a lot of people said that. So, uh, yeah, that, you had there were a lot of things that made it, made, that went into it. Not just the end. The end just made it, you know, put it into the stratosphere. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, was an amazing game. Um, you know, and I'll tell you what, um, uh, man, uh, Baylor just looked – there was men against boys. Yeah, I know? don't – so <laughs> – yeah, I, I and hate... I I got one right. I nice. I finally got I picked Baylor to win the tournament. Wow! I finally got one right. There you go. It's been a very long time since I got one right. Um, so, but I just love their their length and their athleticism. I, I knew it was going to give teams problems in the tournament, and I also love that they had three guards that were experienced. You know, I love my my uh, senior guards or at least junior guards, mm-hmm. and they had. You know, they had three guards that were juniors and up, and, you know, that's uh, just you, every time, every yeah. year, it makes a big difference yeah. in the tournament. Yeah. Um. So before I, I talk about the championship game. Oh, oh sorry. What the, no, 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 no. 
I because I, I just found. Oh, this. there it is. Um, yeah. yeah, this is the game. This is the game yeah. flow of the the points in in this game, and I'm pretty sure around like forty three of the forty five minutes were within two scores. Yeah. So. And I don't think. Yeah. I don't think incredible. it ever got to double digits. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think Gonzaga's biggest lead was seven, seven and seven, and UCLA's was six. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And those just, leads were all like erased pretty circum- quickly. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> like they go up by seven and oh, back to four. You know? Yeah. So it, 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 it went. It went long. from. It went from six to, and then Gonzaga went on a run, or yeah, Gonzaga brought it within two like pretty instantly so um yeah anyway the the baylor game i um i hate when people say this because in general you just don't know but it really seemed like gonzaga was like starstruck by the moment in a way like they seem tight and you know you don't know what they're thinking out there and it's it always seems weird that that would just happen that you just tighten up when you're 29 and 0 in a national championship game. Yeah. But they just didn't seem I don't know, that that wasn't I think Baylor would have won that game no matter what, but I feel like that wasn't at least to start the same Gonzaga team that has been dominating all year and throughout the tournament. I think the the emotions of of college students is probably one of the hardest things to predict. Um so, you know, they go to they have a very emotional, um, you know, exhausting mentally and physically game uh, against UCLA. Um, and then, you know, they were able to win that. So how do they how do they respond? So they had what, two days to was it two days? I think it was two. Yeah, two days to. So, you know, as far as playing in overtime and having to play a few extra minutes like they're I think they bounce back physically from that. Yeah. But there's an emotional toll that takes longer, and, and it sure looked like coming out of the locker room, they looked a little wide-eyed. Yeah, and I didn't see a lot of fire. None of them were it. hyped at yeah. all. None of you know the the white guys on the bench. Were I was <laughs> jumping around. Yeah, much, I, I was like, know? I was like, this yeah. this team is either tight and this is gonna go really bad, or they're like super locked in. Yeah, but. They were tight, and it seemed like they were tight. But yeah. I think it's hard. It's just hard, you know. And people talk about it all the time, and some people downplay it. But the pressure of being undefeated is brutal. I yeah, mean, it's brutal. I mean, no, like it seems like no one can ever close yeah. that out in yeah. any high level sport. And it's hard. I think it's really, and they they were able to, you know, they were obviously able to beat UCLA. Um, just that, I mean, they just had so many more weapons than UCLA. But, um, but I always, I always wondered what would happen, you know, um, in a, in a close game, or especially if they fell behind, how would they respond? And you just like, you get this, I mean, any, any, if you've played, you know, little league or anything, you know what it feels like when, when you're, you're supposed to dominate and supposed to win. And then suddenly you're not like mm-hmm. everything just tightens up. It feels like you're stuck in quicksand. Yeah, like it, in a weird way. But yeah. So yeah. Um, congrats to Baylor though. I yeah. mean, you know, it was great. Um, Do you? Uh, did we talk about this a little bit before? Are you? Uh, where are you on the rooting for Gonzaga scale? I don't root for him, but I don't. I don't know. I just don't. 
I I feel like if UW was more competitive in basketball, I would <clears throat> care about them more. Yeah. About Gonzaga, but I just don't like I don't care about them enough to hate them. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's 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 like in a weird way it's almost like they're not even in the state. So it's like barely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like so I I don't like them, but I also just don't feel enough of a connection there to like have actual hate for them i don't i don't hate them but i don't want them to to win like yeah I, I, you know it's like i it's sort of a like if they had won it wouldn't have been upsetting to yeah me. yeah but i'd rather they didn't and it's funny when you talk just all the people that i talk to um relatives friends uh people that i work with are a lot of people are like oh you're not rooting for gonzaga i'm like yeah no, why would i root for them i have no connection I didn't know where the hell it was until they got good 20 years ago. Yeah. And they were a neat little story then. But but the bottom line is, you know, they're they're good and and my my Huskies are not. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm freaking jealous. Yeah. I, I you know. Yeah. yeah. I, that's yeah. I'll admit it. Like that's probably 90% yeah. of it. But the rest of it is I just whatever. I mean, they're I don't so Yeah. I just I, like I know. just feel absolutely no connection to them. And yeah. I think I think maybe when you know a lot of people that went to a certain school, you start to feel a connection. Like I feel my wazoo hate has died like significantly because I keep knowing more and more people that go there. Right. And, and so it's like, I can't look at a coog anymore and just be like, fuck you. Like, I just, I can't like, you know what I mean? Cause it's it almost, like, I know so many of them. That it's, can go either way. Cause it can almost make it work, make you dig in more. Yeah. Depending on who the people are. If they're talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think your coog friends, no one, no better. That's the thing. <laughs> but if they win an apple cup, you're going to hate them. All. Oh yeah. 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 You yeah, haven't experienced yeah. no, that. That's, that's the thing. When the minute yeah. they win, they're going to rub it in yeah. your face and you're going to fucking hate them all for a few yeah, days. And, but you haven't gone through when, that when yet. they get, when they're You'll getting get there. when they're getting dominated, they don't care though. It's like who cares? Yeah, like, they're like whatever. I don't care until they yeah. win, and then yeah. suddenly they care. It's a huge deal. Lot. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, bad news. Jamal Murray has a torn uh, ACL. Uh, you know, it's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, Nuggets are starting to go on a run. You know, this is obviously going to have a negative impact on their on their uh, playoff hopes. I put a little bit of chat on them at the beginning of the year to win the championship. Not looking like that's going to hit no, now. Probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, just I, just all around bad. I news. thought they might. You know, they like you said they were getting hot. I thought they might have a chance. Yeah. To, to get to the finals. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, obviously the Lakers are going to get there if everybody's healthy, but I don't know that everybody's going to be healthy. So, if if one of the 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 big two are down for the Lakers. Mm, well, I mean, it becomes more open. Yeah. You know? Speaking of Lakers getting healthy, uh, this was a few days ago, so it seems like AD could return as soon as a week, and LeBron James somewhere around three weeks, uh, so around two and a half now. But um, so you know they're sending the five seed. I think they're like one or two games below um, the the four seed. Who I think they're. One below the are they below the Nuggets? I don't know, but um. Anyway, uh, this is I mean obviously this is big for them. They were in a position where if they fell one spot, they they f potentially face the Clippers in the first round, which you know I I think I take them in that series, but 
that's, that's still not easy. That's still it's not a first. Scary. It's still not a first round matchup you want. No. Um. Yeah. I, and yeah. So this is just exciting. Good for the league in general. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the MVP race looks like with Embiid and LeBron because I feel like those are the two that really deserve it this year. I mean, Jokic, you could argue Jokic too, but I think Embiid and LeBron are the two standout cases, and they've both missed fairly significant time. I think if Embiid plays every game from here on out, which to be fair is only like 20, um, <clears throat> he will have played in three quarters of the of the season. So like, what's where's the cutoff for that? How dominant do you have to be to make up for missing a quarter of the season. Same thing with LeBron. I don't know exactly how many games uh, he's missed. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, excited to see that return. Um, yeah. But, sadly, a player that won't be returning soon. Uh, the young James Wiseman has suffered a meniscus injury. You have experience with a meniscus mm -hmm. injury. and Sucks. Yeah. And, um, My freaking knee bones look like the rocky mountains yeah so <laughs> you're just rubbing bone on bone yeah. i think you've talked about it on the pod before but yeah brandon roy had this too and obviously and ruined his career so. there are many different levels of it um sometimes sometimes if it's a, a small repair then they're fine but if they're trimming stuff um you know obviously they're a lot better at it than they were a few years ago mm -hmm. but it's still like ACLs are way better. Like they take longer, but you know ACLs come back and, stronger. And you can be stronger than you were before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the the cartilage they haven't totally figured that out yet. So we'll see. Um, kind of seem like a a little bit of a bad draft pick anyway. So it just, yeah, just we, makes that look even worse now. We were know? did we talk about that? On the podcast? I, I think so. Or was that off podcast? I, I don't remember. I don't know. We were talking about... If we about... did, it was during the draft, not not recently. Um. Yeah. So we... Rec I think we recently... I think you asked me what I think Wiseman could pan out to be. Mm -hmm. And I think I said, like, best case scenario, like 15 and 10, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a solid, just like a real solid, good role player. Right. Uh, and I think this, I, I still, I still am around the same, like this doesn't make, make me think he's going to be like a total bust or anything, but, but it, man, when you're tearing your it's knees up it, it, at I mean, age, well, yeah, it's certainly, ugh. I will say it doesn't, it doesn't lower my expectation of, of him, but it more reinforces my expectation that I don't really think he's going to be a star. And of course yeah. I, I'm not, let me be clear. I'm not rooting for injury to like prove a no. take. Right. So, but never, never, never root for injury. Yeah, no, not even, I mean, there's like two people I'd be happy to, I, I think there was the guy that twisted, uh, Chris Carson's yeah, he leg. Yeah, can get injured. I was actually like, he tore his ACL and I would, you know, saying I was happy might be slightly false, but I definitely wasn't sad. So I don't mind like domestic violence guys getting getting yeah. injured. I'm okay yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Other than that, no. If it's just a a player on a team that I root against, no. Just go beat them. Like be mm -hmm. better than them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So some good Warriors news. Mm -hmm. uh, Steph Curry, 19 points away from the all-time Warriors scoring record. 
Breaks it in the first quarter. I think he oh, first quarter. I first quarter. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got nineteen in the first quarter, and then I think went on to score like forty or something, uh, which has been normal for him lately. I think he's averaging forty in the last five games. Wow. Or something like that. So, um, yeah. They the the Warriors tweet though. This is interesting. The greatest scorer in Warriors history, Stephen Curry. It took Steph about twice the games that Wilt had to to break the record. Yeah. Now, I'm not really going to argue with this tweet because I feel like it's, you know, I mean, really, there's not there's nothing to argue. It's like, you know, they're just so different. But here's yeah. what here's what I will ask. Mm-hmm. Who had a bigger impact on the game, Wilt or Steph? Wilt. But, um... Wait, hold on. Hold on. Why? Why? <laughs> well, oh, as far as the transformation of the game or the game of basketball. Um, I would say, okay, let me, there's two, two parts to this. Yeah. Wilt, Wilt was a more during his era was like ridiculously dominant, like more dominant than Jordan, more dominant than LeBron. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You could go on whoever you want to name. Um, no, I think, uh, I think, um, I think Curry came into the league and uh, and Dame, you know, people like Damian Lillard are like, shit. Wow, they're letting him shoot from thirty feet, huh? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I can do that. Yeah. Because Lillard did. I mean, Lillard's always been a really great shooter, but you didn't see him. No, he wasn't pulling from these... the logo. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see him start doing that till a couple of years ago, and he'd already been in the league for a while. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're seeing more of those kind of guys. Um. I, I hope we don't see too much of it where it gets just everybody's trying to do that. Like, I don't want to see middle school kids. You don't want to see a four-point line? <laughs> uh, I wondered how that would have – I think you might – analytics, what you'll you just see so many of those shots. Yeah, like, I, yeah. At first I was like, they should do that. I'm like, maybe they – it's almost like maybe they should get rid of the three-point line. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like make all the shots the same. And, yeah. And so there's not – then it takes away the advantage of being out of being mm-hmm. behind the line. The, I would almost go that way now. Like every shot is two points. I'm not saying I would do that, <laughs> but I would probably do that before I had a four point line because I don't want to see, I don't want to see uh, just everybody jacking from from half court all the time. See the difference is. You're not a middle school kid who loves to see people jacking from half court all the time. I like it. I just don't want that to be the whole thing. Yeah, game. no, I, I agree. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. But Why would you ever take a two-point shot if there are three and four-point yeah, lines? Yeah, twice as many points yeah. for a guy like Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. no way. But So if you can make it 28% yeah. of the time. And you're not going to get injured shooting a four-pointer yeah. like, you're, like yeah. you will getting hacked at the rim, but especially if you're Steph. But what I will say... The reason I disagree with with saying Wilt was more impactful than Steph is because Wilt was so dominant. Yeah. I would argue that Kobe's has been more impactful to just the game of basketball itself than LeBron. Okay. Because no one can just be built like LeBron. Right. And and that's a good point. And but Devin Booker, Jomer, all these guys. Yeah. All of Jason Tatum, Trey Young, all these guys. Kobe was their was the way they modeled their game. Yeah. You can't model your game after LeBron. You can't model your game after Wilt. Like yeah, that's true. You can't you can't be like, oh, just grab thirty boards yeah. 
and yeah. go cherry pick for a hundred. I mean, I won't say cherry pick, but go, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't model your game after that. Steph, even though no one can really do what he can do, you can, you know, he's six, three and is a great shooter. Everyone thinks, you know, like I can go out and, and be a great shooter if I work on it enough, even if it does, you know, even if he does have a special talent that no one else has ever had, you can still be a great shooter just by working on it. And and he's six three. He's just running around, bouncing around, shooting. So yeah, I would say that's a bigger impact than Will. I think you're right. So you know, when you talk about Wilt Chamberlain, who who would you compare Wilt Chamberlain to? Any time you know during or before his era era yeah um and even maybe 10 years after Mm -hmm. after him you know no one lebron james who do you physically compare to him um there's i can't think of anyone Mm -mm. like somebody that size and that agile with that like that smooth yeah like no jordan now a guy like jordan you know there's there's plenty i mean no sure yeah okay i don't want to say like oh he was just a guy um, because of, you know, he had some crazy athleticism, but, but, you know, he's like six, six, 200 pounds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there were, there were guys that were mm-hmm. as fast as him and, you know, um, there, there were things that he could do, but anyway, there were guys that you could be like, oh yeah, he kind of does some things like Jordan. A lot. I mean, it, his game wasn't just like, like running around guys and jumping out the gym. There was yeah. a lot of skill. Like there was a lot of skill there yeah. and, yeah. and people saw that and, that's why a guy like Kobe models his game after Jordan right? and, and not like, uh, and you know, like Jordan got his game from Dr. J and yeah. like it's, yeah. you like pass it down, but no one can really want just like, be like, I want to play like Bill Russell. Like, yeah. like that's not, you know, you could argue that Bill Russell is better at defense than Wilt was at offense. And yeah. And so like, you can't just be like, Another one. No one can just model their game after Shaq. Yeah. No one. Yeah. No one. Yeah, we were talking about him because he, his type of play doesn't, doesn't you don't see it today. Mm-mm. But he was just to be that big, and that strong and that agile. Like you know, I mean, he's probably as close to the Wilt conversation as you can you can get. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he he would be able to play now. But yeah, you're right. You there's nobody there's nobody. I can't think of anybody that like him mm-hmm. ever. So I will say the question is a little like, it yeah. can be kind of a misleading question. Yeah. Who's more yeah. influential, but I would argue Kobe's more influential than Braun. I would argue Steph's more influential than Wilt. I would argue Dave. Uh, I would argue Dirk is more influential than Shaq. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, Yeah. Just the, the not, not I wouldn't say any of those guys necessarily um, are better than the other guy, but more influential in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's a different a different. I don't know. I would love to. I would love to know what they do to train, and and what they do to practice. I don't mean team practice on mm-hmm. their own. I would like to know what they do. Guys like Dame, guys like Steph Curry. What do they do now? And I want to compare that to you know, two guards from 20 years ago or, you know, yeah. point guards from, yeah. from 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think you would find that they, they strengthen their bodies to be able to take 
a 35 foot shot their core is insanely strong yeah. like if you look at steph's core is like beefy yeah. like he, yeah. his chest is tiny he has tiny little chest his core like sticks out past his chest yeah so that's why you can just heave up a half court shot and make it look like a jumper right i was you know when, when i played basketball i was not a very good shooter but i could shoot pretty much equally from 20 foot 20 feet or 30 feet like, yeah me too yeah i had i had i have just have a naturally strong core mm-hmm. so i i think and people were always a little surprised by that but i think these guys now are learning to build that up mm-hmm. and they pra- they practice quick trigger from 30 feet and if somebody gives you a step now you know, they... yeah now you know like what specific muscle does what yeah where and when and how to train that specific muscle it's so it's so beyond what it was i mean jordan was like fuck i'm getting the shit beat out of me maybe i should do some curls now yeah like, that's what yeah. that's what jordan did like, they went so to it's... the gym and worked out yeah like, yeah like i do with no real <laughs> purpose no no. Just I just want more muscles Beef. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where like, they're going to yeah. be, but I want more of them. Yeah. Now now yeah, it's like what exact muscles do I need to improve my jump shot? There was a time, especially with baseball players, where people believed you shouldn't ever work out because it just stiff tightened everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think basketball was a bit like that too. You didn't a lot of guys didn't work out. Well, there's I mean it happens with everyone. Dudes that play are bat are hoopers, especially in in high school. You know, uh, not at the higher levels. They get, they start hitting the gym in early high school, and then they yeah. beef up and have a terrible jumper. Like there's a a kid that I went to high school and actually went to SDSU with too. Um, he's a, he's a solid hooper, but his jump shot was broken by his senior <laughs> year because he was so massive. Okay, and like. He's, you know, one of the most cut pers- people I've ever seen. Yeah. So I'm sure it was worth it. But yeah, like, yeah, you could have my, j- yeah, whatever, whatever jump yeah. shot I have, you yeah. can take it away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like, I, like, he was a decent shooter. And then by his senior year, like, you know, the line would be like even for a three point contest between us. Wow. Like, that's, okay. like, wow. that's where we were at. So, interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and it happened to me too when I started lifting. Yeah. There was a long period of time where I just didn't even touch a basketball and I was lifting a lot. And I just couldn't, like, I didn't even know what I was doing. It felt like it was the first time I ever shot. It's so weird. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And the same thing with pitchers. They don't do, there's only certain workouts that pitchers do still because like they don't do bench press and right uh, and certain other things yeah yeah all right moving forward got a rod and some billionaire that i think made his money at walmart uh Hmm. made a deal to purchase the timberwolves although the current owner will continue to have control of the team for two years and then in 2023 they'll take over now I wouldn't put it past A Rod and a Walmart billionaire to mm-hmm. slide the team away from Minnesota, but I probably think it's not going to happen. I would think maybe because they just had the number one overall pick and they have Carl Anthony Towns, so it seems like that's enough to not make a team move. Um, yeah, I um, I've heard some rumors that oh, they're you know, did they agree to not move it? You know, I I don't know. Um, there were rumors about that, but I don't know if that was true or not. Does uh, anyone like Seattle, the city of Seattle? Well, do we would know you like? <laughs> would you like a city that booed you every time you came back? 
See, I don't know. Hey, here's the thing. I don't know. Not one motherfucker <laughs> will ever boo him in no. Seattle again. No. And I think he knows that. Probably. I think he. He's, I think he understands. I think he understands that. Yeah. And and I think the people on his team understand that too. So, I although there, you know, why would he care about? making a city that booed him like why would he want to do us a favor just to make well us love him again because it's doing him a favor because this is a better nba city than minnesota that's a good point and also a rod goes from baseball player that like did steroids and got essentially like exiled from the league to legendary baseball player that brought a team back to Seattle and is immortalized in NBA history for that. And I mean that I'm like the yeah. person who the like whoever brings this team back, whoever's considered responsible for yeah. it will be immortalized in not just Seattle history. Like you'll have a, you know, like you'll never buy another meal or anything in yeah. Seattle again, but I- also uh, NBA history, you'll be immortalized too. You'll be like, this is the guy that made things right again in Seattle. I have a list going already, and it starts with Chris Hansen. Yeah. Who's probably going to not end up having anything really to do with the but Sonics. He, he, but he cr- he knocked the door open. Yeah. And he, like, and somebody else is going to run through it. He but, was the competition that breeded, like, yeah. results. You he know? made the city get off their lazy yeah. asses and do something. Yeah. We, I mean,. Yeah. It's everyone knows. He gave us hope. Everyone knows, like un unpushed government bodies are just never gonna do anything no. ever, and he pushed them, and that's the reason we're even having this conversation yeah. right now. Hundred so, percent. That's you know, so we have a new arena going. I still think Chris Hansen's location was was better, but you know, we have a, a really nice new arena coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, so put the light wikis on on the list of people that I'll I'll buy beers for if yeah. I if I were to ever see them. Yeah, I, it's like, on me. I like we're buying <clears throat> we're buying billionaires beers. Oh, to I put that in it. perspective. Wouldn't fucking yeah. bother me yeah. one bit. Yeah, and a Rod who like <laughs> like left Seattle and Dude, did steroids. Like I'm buying him a beer too if he I, moves the team. I would take <clears throat> them all to um, Canlis or wherever they want to go. Like I'll drop <laughs> thousands of dollars on billionaires. We're taking them to Nobu, team. man. Seriously, I would do sushi. it. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, like, it's, you know, give you're gonna give me whatever, however many years left I have yeah. of entertainment. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd throw a few thousand dollars that I don't have. Yeah, with those guys. Yeah, take Absolutely. out a loan to take a take Seriously, to to take a bunch of rich guys <laughs> out. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I would uh, do it in a heartbeat. Um, uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, guys like that are on this list. And A-Rod, I would love to see you on that list. Mm -hmm. Um, Funny thing about A-Rod, and I think we've talked about this before. Um, You know, there's not one person who wouldn't have left Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was getting offered like nothing, and Texas gave him a quarter of a billion dollars. I I mean, am I wrong in thinking Seattle was absolutely not the city it is now at that point either? It was emerging, but it but so you're not getting there yet. You're not getting that money, and it's like this is just a grunge flannel city. Like that's what it is at this point. It was a great. It was a great city. I think it's probably you know come up some since then, but it was well on its way. But the bottom line is the Mariners. 
I never heard what their offer was, but I don't think it was even half of what Texas was offering. Yeah. And his deal, I would argue that he has the best deal in the history of, of, of American sports because, yeah, there have been bigger contracts since then, but not compare like time. If you mm-hmm. throw the time element mm-hmm. in there, a quarter of a billion dollars 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. So everybody would have left. <laughs> A-Rod had a weird thing. I saw it some with Ichiro, too, where the city just didn't quite connect with him. He seemed very hollow and shallow. Um, he's an odd dude. He's kind of an odd dude. I mean, I've talked to him before, and he's just like, you're like, is there anybody in? You like look in the he's, eyes, and there's like nobody. There's nobody seems, there. He seems serial killer-ish. Yeah, like, it seems like he stares through you. Yes, like that's yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's yeah. like there's nobody. There's not a human in there. Yeah. anywhere. So people just never really connected with him. He would answer, try to answer. You know, he had like a ask him. Oh, you had a tough game today. Uh, push, bad game button. You know, like he just. <laughs> Like he would always say the right answer. Yeah. Like he would search in a file yeah. and give you the answer. Yeah, like he didn't, yeah, yeah. He wasn't difficult. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't go fuck yourself reporter guy. None of that. He was like, I mean, he would answer mm-hmm. questions, but it was just, you know, like very, something, dude, something, please. Yeah. Like, never said anything interesting. Yeah, yeah. Even at a young age, like that too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, but uh, so I don't, I don't. I don't have the hatred for him in terms of him leaving because I think it's ridiculous because, you know, it's not like he took less money to go to Texas or even took just a little bit more. Yeah. We're talking about probably at least a hundred million dollars. General, like that adds like three or four generations to your generational wealth. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's, yeah. Now he's buying a freaking NBA team. I know, yeah. I know it's not just him, but yeah, you know, uh, he's obviously turned his mm-hmm. money into even more. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, that would be great. I, Hey, I would rather, if you told me, um, if you wait two years, you know, two years longer, you'll get an expansion team. I would rather do that. You'd rather that than have Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, and but A Rod is your owner. Um, I would rather. I would rather. I'm not even thinking about that. I'd rather have an expansion team than take a team from somebody else. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know. However, I, I, I do agree with that. However, if there's even one percent chance more, like if yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Don't don't like get if, me wrong. I will swipe that. I'll like, take the sure yeah, thing. Yeah. But if you t- if you told me, you know, hey, um, I promise you, you'll get a team. Even if I had to wait a couple more years, I'd I'd be willing to do that. It's messy. It's just we've learned. It's messy. I'm never. I would never want a franchise just because of a player on the team. Okay. Fair enough. Um, just because that's that's very short term. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Carl um, uh, Anthony Towns is a really nice player, um, but you know, he how long is he going to be good? I mean, he, you know. Yeah. Who knows? He might be good for ten years, or he might, you know, get injury riddled, and two years from now, nobody knows who he is. Like, right. I, I'm thinking more of over, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. Our lives. Yeah. You know. So yeah, give me an expansion team for sure. Um. Soon, please. Soon, soon. soon. Um, all right, we got some NFL news for the first time in a yeah. while, it feels. Julian Edelman 
retires after 12 seasons. Now, I was a little confused on how this news was uh, yeah. reported because it was reported that the Patriots terminated his contract, and then it was also reported that he could get some sort of injury incentive based on the new CBA yeah. for up to $2 million. So is this, like, is this motherfucker Bill Belichick really, like, giving mm-hmm. him a $2 million send-off by terminating his contract? I, like, is that is that actually what's happening? I, I wish I could remember who else did this, but this is not the first time something like this has happened. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's, like, the dude – you know the dude deserves two million dollars it was a failed physical actually because they terminated his contract due to a failed physical yeah so did he bomb a physical on purpose to get two million dollars although he's still injured actually he is i'm pretty sure he's yeah i'm not sure of the details of the physical but this is this is not the first case i've seen where it was a sketchy fail failed physical and they got a little bit of a golden parachute yeah you know um and yeah, it's you know whatever i don't it's not my i mean million. yeah i don't care um i think what was weird is people were like oh my god they cut julian edelman you know that's mm-hmm. what what was going around for mm-hmm. a few hours and then then it came out that no he's retiring anyway he's retiring, so yeah. yeah um so this sparked like a very heated debate on twitter about mm-hmm. whether he should be a hall of famer or not and particularly the timeline that i recommend checking out if you want to see oh, some Julian Edelman beef is Arif Hassan. He's a, a Vikings writer that is kind of connected to Seahawks Twitter in a very interesting way. But um, this is like one, just one of the main arguments that I saw him make that I agree with. This is one of the arguments I agree with. Um, so this Pats, this non-Pats, or sorry, this Pats fan says that Edelman is not a Hall of Famer, but judging on Pro Bowl voting is asinine. And he mm. said. It's a fair argument if we're talking about someone who only got a few nods and deserves more, but none in an 11-year career on a team that regularly got nationally televised. No, not even alternates. Bye. And Mm. so he was like, he was, yeah, I would recommend going to check out his his, uh, timeline from yesterday because it's just funny just to read through it. But (laughs) um, I actually, I didn't know he was never even an alternate for a Pro Bowl. Like, that's Mm. pretty nuts. And also... If you look at his stats, it's like he has pretty much oh, – what was the receiver they're comparing him to? Um, Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin, really? Yeah. I didn't see that one. I saw Heinz Ward. He Like every stat was less than Heinz Ward who wasn't Heinz even – Heinz Ward had a better career – I mean better numbers career than Edelman, I'm pretty sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I saw the numbers, and he wasn't even on the ballot, I don't think, the last couple of years. Wow. So – the, this is the debate of should you be able to get into the Hall of Fame for Hall of Fame moments? Right. Because he's had several Hall of Fame moments. Yeah. He's had a Hall of Fame playoff career. Does that warrant a Hall of Fame bid? Um, I don't personally. I don't know because Arif would Arif argues that David Tyree should be in the Hall of Fame then because right. of the helmet. So like, but yeah, David Tyree didn't win. Well, five or four or five Super Bowls and uh, yeah, Edelman he had one game winning catch. Edelman I think had two or three game winning catches. There's a first of all, he absolutely should not be in the Hall of Fame. I think it's asinine 
that he's even that people are even talking about it. Okay. I really wow. feel strongly about that. Wow. Now that being said, there's a there's a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. Um, my general thoughts on the Hall of Fame are, it's it's reg it's regular season numbers that get you in, you know, and the and the the postseason gets you in the discussion for greatest of all time. That's a very very general. There's a way a billion exceptions yeah. to that, but. Um, I think you have to have you what I really mean by that you have to have the regular season numbers to to justify getting in there. Now there sure there are going to be some guys that had shorter careers that had dominant postseasons and things like that. I think that if you're on the bubble like those postseason moments like a Kurt Warner, you know, if he hadn't won a Super Bowl, he probably doesn't get in, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Um, Dirk's playoff run. Yeah. I mean, he he, he, he's in. a Hall of Famer, but yeah. that like immortalizes him as like a top 20 but, player I mean, Edelman, ever. Edelman, you know, I, I, I wish I would have looked up his ranks all time for regular season. The dude had 6,800 it's, yards. It's and like 36, 36 yeah, touchdowns yeah. in his career. He's in, in the main categories I saw, he was like, it was like 62, 150th, 195th, and then 250th all like I mean, all time. It's like, does Jermaine Kirst deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> does Doug Baldwin deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, no, I, I don't. Jermaine I don't. Kirst had big moments too. Yeah, you know? I don't, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think um, just because you're on a great team, for a long time doesn't mean you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Now, incredible postseasons, I w- no question. I will say, you know, it's it's very circumstantial, but it could get a little hypocritical. And also, there's another sport. When you start talking about Draymond Green, if you think Draymond Green or Andre Iguodala are Hall of Famers, that, I mean, that kind of, like, that's a similar argument to right. the Edelman thing. Yeah. And I... I, th- I, I don't think- know, man. I think those guys rank higher up on, on all time stats. Yeah, because I guess Draymond sixty eight hundred yards. There's so many ten thousand yard receivers. There, you know? yeah, because actually, like Draymond had a good stretch of years where he was a legitimate triple double threat every single night. Yeah, which Edelman was by no stretch any, like any whatever you could consider a triple double threat in the NFL. Which would be like what ten, a hundred and two, right? That that's like a tri- that's like a triple, uh, tri- not triple threat, triple double. Sorry, right? Triple double of the NFL. Um, he was, yeah. So I, you know, I, when you just think like, he is like a Hall of Fame story, and he has Hall of Fame moments. So when I first saw that people were so passionately against him being in the Hall of Fame, I was like. Huh, that's like why do people care that much? He's a good player, but I did not realize uh until I was scrolling a Reef's timeline that he really put up no numbers ever. Like there are four, not really any there numbers. There are 49 players that have 10,000 yards, 49 receivers. Well, these would include tight ends also. Um although I mean there's not many of them. Um it's like how many receivers should be in the Hall of Fame, like you know what I mean? Like how many for for the amount of for the amount of years that there has been football, 
how many wide receivers should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm telling it shouldn't be 150 I because mean, because Julian Edelman averages out at around 150 for these stats. No, so this is, I mean Greg Jennings had 8200 yards. Like there's so many guys yeah, that Yeah. Um Mike Wallace, do you remember like that? DK is like a third of the way, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm Mike Wallace, yeah. I, I'm scanning this list as Pierre Garcon. Oh my god. Yards. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean, my god, uh, there's just so and many there's so many guys. You could, How many yards did he have? Oh, 60. there he is, 68. So he's 156th, you know, in receiving yards all so, yeah, time. And yeah. Then he doesn't even really have the touchdowns. He does, yeah, he does have the big moments, but to me, to me great story um had like no offers coming out of college becomes a quarterback at kent state no combine invite they draft him in the seventh round and belichick basically says we don't really know what you're gonna do but be there for training camp yeah we don't know what we don't know what position you're gonna play but we we like you and if he gets into let me ask you this if he gets into the hall of fame is there a like are we gonna is there gonna be talk about race, him being a white guy? Oh yeah, I didn't even consider that part of it. So people, yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, I could name, I could Which, name like fifty black guys that didn't get in. You know, genuinely, actually, that is a. Yeah. I think that does become a component of that because there really is a ton of black. Dudes. Oh, he's the wily white, you know, the, yeah, the shifty, sneaky, yeah. athletic guy. But yeah. he, he has an interesting story. He's, a, you know, Doug Baldwin is an interesting I wish, story. You know, Doug yeah. Baldwin was undrafted, mm-hmm. you know. I wish they would create a wing of the Hall of Fame where they have Hall of Fame stories. Yeah. Where you don't have a bust of the player, but maybe you have just, like, a picture of their of, of a big moment. Yeah. And you have – maybe they even get a plaque where it's just, like – Julian Edelman uh, was a quarterback at Kent State and went un- or uh, drafted in the seventh round by the Patriots. And you tell a, a, his story, all the the you know the big notes, the big parts of his story on a plaque, just in a like the Hall of I don't know what you could call it, like the Hall of m- Moments. <laughs> the so, Hall of Moments. Yeah, it's. But you know what I mean. Yeah, like there's yeah. there's. Because I, I don't want Julian Edelman to be forgotten in football history. No. Because I, no. I think he was impactful. And I think he's just kind of like a cool guy, too, like in general. And I just feel like it would be a shame if like my kid just doesn't even know who Julian Edelman is yeah. at all. And there are guys, you know, his highlights will probably – I mean, like think about Kirk Gibson, right? Yeah, yeah. Couple, two of the biggest moments in World Series history. True. And you know, if it hadn't been for those moments, I I don't know that I would I would have barely heard of the guy. I wouldn't. I I mean, I would have because I'm older. I might have because I played baseball video games. That'd be the only reason. Yeah, but he wouldn't. It wouldn't have stood. Actually, out to you. actually, he wouldn't have even been in the baseball video games if probably he didn't not, have those big not. moments. So, you know, I think he'll be remembered uh, for a long time because of those things. But, um, but yeah, I mean, part of it. His stats thing, though, is he did almost nothing for his first four years. Mm. Um, you know, he had a, a couple of years there where I think he had single-digit catches. Um, oh, man, yeah. And then, um, you know, about year four or five, he, he hit 1,000 yards. I think that was maybe his only 1,000-yard season. Wow. So, I don't know. By yeah. today's by today's standards, I mean, by by the time he's eligible for the Hall of Fame – 
he's going to be like number 200 on the because yeah. there's there's going to be guy i mean dk dk, DK will, will pa- pass might him. pass him DK he will should pass him, yeah if he doesn't we're going to be bitterly disappointed if, yeah if he doesn't there's I mean, something he, wrong dk yeah. could pass him in in four the next four years he could before he's on the ballot yeah before, yeah so think about that yeah uh yeah not a hall of famer could not pass even him in close. touchdowns too yeah easily uh, easily he's probably he's halfway there already <laughs> he only dude only had 36 so to me i was surprised that the hall of fame conversation even came up that's mm-hmm. how far against it i am i'm like yeah. people are actually i didn't realize talking how, about that i didn't realize how uh underwhelming his stats were for his career and there are guys like like eli manning will probably get into the hall of fame because he's ranked pretty high in the numbers and he has two super bowls do i think he should be in there probably not but he'll probably get in there before philip rivers because philip rivers has no super bowls yeah and i understand that so there is there is this is there's no to me there's no hard line on this stuff yeah but but he's so far below the standard for regular season that i just yeah you know i don't think you know yeah and, and he had tom brady as his quarterback and bill yeah Okay, um, moving forward, a lot of Julian Edelman talk. Yeah, um, that was probably way too long. But... Um, so we got Hideki Matsuyama, not Hideki Matsui. Uh, <laughs> Hideki Matsuyama wins the uh, first Masters for uh, a man from Japan. Yeah. There was a female winner a few years ago, or two, I don't know how long. But uh, also, actually, I think he's the first man f- from Asia, period. To, to win a champion, uh, a Masters championship. But um, weirdly enough, I actually watched a little golf, and I didn't hate it. Yeah. It's it's not that bad to watch, actually. I can watch it for, for a little bit here and mm-hmm. there. I did watch. Great, great, like, all-time, probably the best sport to have on in the background, just yeah. when you're doing other shit. Yeah. Such it, yeah. a great background sport. Yeah. Jim Nance calming voice, yeah. just taking you through the day. Mm-hmm. Great nap sport too. Great yes. nap sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you know. I think some of the the real golf fans would would say that it wasn't you know it was probably one of the most lame masters. It, yeah, because you have people you know people like the big personalities, and obviously this guy doesn't really have that. Um, very calm dude. Um, and then you you almost it almost got tight. Like he fucked up, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, um, oh, what's his name, Shoffley? Mm-hmm. Shoffley, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Shoffley's gonna be right there, and then he fucked up harder, mm-hmm. twice. He like tin cupped it a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So you know, but I I enjoyed watching it. Um. And you know, one thing you know, there were some people saying, oh, they were pa- patronizing, talking about Japan, caring, you know, like. Oh, they're doing it for Mother Japan or whatever. Like, <laughs> but here's the thing: I think if you're saying that, you probably don't know um, that that maybe you don't know somebody that's from Japan. If yeah. you're saying that, yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of pride. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if we have an American go somewhere and do something for the first time, I mean, I remember the God. What's the stupid ass rich the yacht fucking yacht races America's Cup or whatever. Like, you know, Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, just stuff like that. I mean, you, you, you do take pride, especially if it's something that no one's done before. And es- I understand that a woman, especially not America. Yeah. Like 
uh, you know, yeah. you say it's, it's, it's especially relevant for pretty much every country except yeah. America. Like, yeah. uh, Japan particularly, uh, a lot of Asian countries, there's just a lot of pride there. And, um, yeah. It's- it's yeah. surprising that a Japanese golfer hasn't won before because it's a very popular sport. It in is, Japan. yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously the 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 women have done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's it's. I'm sorry, but this is the Masters. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a whole different thing. So yeah, it is a big deal to a lot of people in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Um, didn't really know the guys that were in competition for it um the golfer clitoris or whatever his name is <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have misspoken there yeah um you know good for him i'd never heard of him until yesterday he's like so 24 I, or something obviously crazy. i'm not a, a a huge golf fan but i i do play a little bit and i like i like to watch little bits of it but yeah. i don't i'm never gonna i don't like glue myself to my chair and watch it you know for for four days you know, for 12 hours a day. I just, no, I can't. Yeah. A couple um, hours maybe if it's close, you know. Yeah. What I saw that was interesting was a lot of people were saying like the first Asian man to win, uh, to win a master's. And I was like, that's like, that's interesting to me because like, I don't know. I, I feel like don't, is it isn't it kind of weird to just like identify him as an like as a person from a continent? Yeah, I, I would, like <laughs> like that's a little silly to me. And but everyone was doing it. Yeah, everyone. And I think part. I mean, yeah. like I think part of it. You know, like there's there's the big the, uh, Asian the big hate. stop Asian yeah. hate movement, yeah. which is which is great. But so good time, really good timing. It's for really this. good timing, but yeah. it's just it's weird to like. Right. It's weird to like just classify him as a guy from a continent, yeah. like. And people some of those from, Asian countries hate each people, other. Yeah. Some of them were rooting yeah, against him yeah. hard. Like, like <laughs> Korean people really don't like Japanese people. Yeah, That's yeah. a real thing. Yes, it is. Because Japanese people oppress Korean people. Yeah. And, yeah. and Japanese people yeah. tried to like invade China. Like there's a lot of Chinese yeah, people yeah. that don't fuck with Japanese people. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird to me. Uh, but, we have but trouble then, relating to it because we don't feel super threatened by Mexico and Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But if Canada was like trying to take us over Mm -hmm. every 20 years, Mm -hmm. we would fucking hate everything that they do. Yeah. But there are friendly little, well, there's some people, there are some people, there are some people that think Mexico's taking over and they hate him because of that. That's why you got to build the wall, son. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving forward, we got some uh, interesting college basketball coaching moves. Uh, Brad Evans at Noisy Huevos, which is just a funny at uh, Noisy Eggs. Um, as <laughs> as the ink on Bill Self's <laughs> lifetime contract just dried, Sean Miller gets axed essentially for egregious recruiting violations. Consistencies and enforcement are sorely lacking in college basketball. So and football. And, and oh yeah, college sports. Um, well, s- sports, basketball, and football mostly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's out of just out of. They're just doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I mean, I like I don't know the extent of well either of their things. I know more about Sean Miller because of that documentary. Yeah. But um, I mean, I just. I guess I didn't fully know that Bill Self was paying kids, but I just kind of figured that everyone was so i 
Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, like, why are, why are people surprised? Like was... Rick Pitino is coaching at Iona right now. Yeah. Like what? And Sean Miller didn't get canned. He got a fucking assistant coaching job in the NBA. Yeah. So no, yeah. he didn't just get fired. Yeah. He had another job. Like it's. Yeah. Come He's on, gonna man. He's going to make a lot less money than and his new being an assistant coach than still still though but it's yeah. like but yeah he's he'll 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 probably earn his way back might might be an nba head coach some someday yeah well you know, that's that's Quinn, what i'm saying Quinn snyder he you know he that, that, yeah. fell down the college tubes and is, took him a while but he's back at the well, top that's what it happens to yeah. so many people i mean yeah. like rick patino had to go to fucking greece yeah and and yeah. win a championship someone will hire greece. him you know unless he gets too old all yeah of a sudden but yeah yeah um the Bill Self thing. Well, first of all, I was I was surprised at at the scope of of some of the things that he's accused of doing. It there's not the evidence that they have like with Sean Miller, you know, mm. the stuff being on tape and all yeah. that, where it's pretty damn obvious. It's which, just it's damn. Did I say yeah. Sean? What? Uh, uh, yeah, Sean Miller. Yeah, yeah. Sean Miller. I get yeah. his brother. His Who's brother. his brother? He got fired too. Oh really? His brother was know. at Indiana. Archie, uh, I, Archie. Oh, Miller. I didn't. I yeah. have no idea they were brothers. Yeah. Um. So Bill Self, like I, I think it's pretty well known that he did some stuff. I was a little surprised. Just be, I'm a little surprised sometimes when the true blue blood places, um, you know, do things that that more like the you know the schools that are trying to come up are doing. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised with Bill Self. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, he gets a lifetime contract. I mean, that's I just you know, you might want to play that one by ear, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See how it goes. Yeah, I mean, how long has he been there? Um, like, has he? I think he replaced uh, Roy. The, oh, did he? He replaced Roy I, Williams. I think so. Okay. So how so, was that? About fifteen years. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, he's been there for a mm, while. Um, and he's you know he's done he's won you know. Um. Yeah. But I lifetime contract. I just don't oh, think you need to do that. You know, no. I wouldn't probably wouldn't have fired the guy. But but like, what was he gonna leave if you didn't? Like, was he gonna leave? Like, if you just signed him to a, an eight year contract, was was he gonna leave? Like, I don't. I don't get and it's it. just you know, I think for a while the NCAA was was trying to crack down on things. Um, you know, uh, the stuff that that Washington got football got put on probation for 30 years ago. Like that wouldn't even, not even cool. They like, would have like, Oh, we're going to take away three scholarships. Yeah. For a year. Yeah. They would have been like, Oh, yeah. we're going to waste our time investigating this shit. Yeah. yeah some, right. They yeah. wouldn't have even fucking looked. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. So I don't want to go back to that, but I also don't like, you know, it's like everybody, everybody, everybody cheats. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, um, when, when my dad was a Jeep racer, everybody cheated and everybody knew that everybody was cheating, mm-hmm. um, because there were race, there were classes Certain, yeah. a through H or whatever. So everybody was, was down a class from where they should have been yeah. and everybody knew it. And I always said, why don't you just, why don't just everybody come clean now? Yeah. And it would be the same. It, yeah. Everything would be exactly the same. Everybody would just move the mm-hmm. same amount. It's so like I, fi- what... it's like fighters that cut 20 pounds the day before yeah. a fight. It's like why don't why don't why doesn't instead of both of you cutting 20 pounds before a fight, why don't you both move up a weight class, yeah. you fucking dummies? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. And and I feel that this way about college sports a lot of times like 
you don't need to like there you know just everybody be on the same playing field mm-hmm. and you know everybody's probably kind of cheating yeah everybody just either either change the rules so what you're doing is allowed or nobody cheat anymore and it just you know i don't know it's it's just getting out of control i i wonder if the ncaa will even really exist for college football and basketball or whether the power five schools will just be like, we're doing our own fucking league now. I I hope that that at least becomes a real major threat Yeah. because then uh, similar to Chris Hansen with the Sonics and the city, it'll kind of hopefully give a little kick in the butt to the monopoly that is the NCAA and push them to actually have to, make changes for the better instead of just coasting on the fact that they they have the monopoly i mean that's what it is they do and it's just crazy i mean just the scheduling even like you know yeah um you know one thing you could say about gonzaga is it's really hard for them to get a quality opponent in their gym Mm -hmm. really really impossible Mm -hmm. virtually impossible Mm -hmm. they have to go to pre basically preseason tournaments so they don't play anybody in the year that they are in the tournament they haven't played anybody in that calendar year yeah they've usually played them in december yeah um because the ncaa just lets all the schools do whatever the hell they want Mm -hmm. so um some in football some conferences play eight conference games that's why you have the sec playing freaking liberty state or whatever Mm. you know yeah uh anyway sorry rant but i I just it's a mess yeah no that's that's fine yeah yeah, hopefully soon. Um, all right, well, I guess let's move forward to some... Uh, we'll move into our Seattle talk now. Okay. Um, James Paxton yeah. is recommended Tommy John surgery. I don't know. Do you know if it's he's been, doing doing it? It's been confirmed that he's out for the year. Okay. All they've said is left arm surgery, but they haven't specifically named the surgery. But if it's been recommended, you would think that was that's the one he's getting, Probably. right? They it's just haven't announced different. it. Yeah. Um. My my guess. Sometimes they go in there, and see what they see before mm-hmm. they exactly you know figure out what they're yeah. doing. Um. I I'm sure we'll find out that it was Tommy John. Yeah. You know, it has not been officially announced. But yeah, he threw yeah 24 pitches. That's uh, that was it. Yeah. I was like, I was hoping. We all knew he wasn't going to pitch the whole year oh, in yeah. Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was missing at least five starts. Yeah, so either either he was going to pitch well and get traded or get hurt. And But I think what, what the Mariners wanted is, oh, if he could just give us a month. Yeah. And then we can bring up a couple of the guys, you know, the younger guys. I can never remember their names, but they've got a couple of pitchers that they, mm-hmm. they feel really good about that they want them to get a few minor league starts. Um, so now you're going to end up just pitching, pitching another guy. It's kind of like, who's the fucking guy that was in left field the other day oh, instead of Kellenic? The, the whole, don't, I mean, don't, don't look up his name cause I, you're never going to see his goddamn that's, name that's again. The thing. Like, I don't, I don't, it's, <laughs> I didn't even like, I don't have space in my brain for that dude's <laughs> no, name. No. Like, so that's what we're going to get. Cause they're, they're going to stick to a six man rotation. Yeah. So you're going to, I forget the name of the guy, Mar- Margus Sitch or whatever the hell it is. Who cares? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, they're going to do the same thing. They don't want to bring up um, one of their young guys. Yeah. So they're going to throw in a middle relief guy, mm. and he's going to eat ass, and then, you know, we're going to, you know, bring those guys up later on. So they were hoping Paxson could give them 
you know, give him a Just month a or two. Month, yeah, and but he gave him twenty four pitches. And I, yeah. hey, I feel bad for the guy. A lot of people were shitting on him on Twitter, making fun of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's an off, oft injured guy. No, I wouldn't want to sign that guy to a big contract. But I, I don't like enjoy it or take pleasure in a guy ripping up his fucking elbow. Yeah, like I'm not, yeah. I'm when not it, like, oh, that's so funny. When it's you his, know. like how he makes his living, no. especially it's yeah. No. All right, well, um, I was a week late on the Taylor Trammell pick. Yeah, because that looked really bad last week. It looked really, really bad last (laughs) week and really good this week. Yeah. But since we didn't record a podcast in between, I'm just going to take credit for it. You're going to count it? You're going to count it? I'll give you you, you one. I'll give it to you. Uh, um, Mariners are 6-5 with a minus 11 run differential. Did they lose their second game today? Oh, I didn't. I forgot they played a doubleheader. They're playing like now. Yeah, they are playing like now. I I timed this podcast pretty bad, but uh, they won. They, down. they won the first one yeah. and lost the second oh, one. They, did lose. Okay. they won. Oh, they won the extras in the first one. Yeah, and then the second one they lost by one. Um, okay, but anyway, baseball season is is underway. We're we're moving. It's it's exciting to have just another sport available to to view. And yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're early enough in the season to where I'm not really taking any stats or or standings in into account super heavily, but uh Mariners are 6 and 5 sitting a game um a game back from first place. So I mean, you know, this Yeah, my, not- minus except we have a compared to the Astros, we have a minus 28 run differential. Oh Yet gosh. they're six and four and we're six and five, <laughs> so wow. they have plus nineteen and we have minus eleven. So or wow. minus so I'm minus thirty actually. So it it's seeming like the la- like a lot of what's happened the last few years where it's like okay we're winning but we shouldn't be. When's this gonna stop? That's yeah, what it, that's what it feels like. I'm not like. gonna get excited about it. Yeah, and, you know the I think that you know. Some some of the young guys, you know, it's good to see Trammell coming on. Mm-hmm. It's good to see Seager, not a young guy, but good to see Seager playing well. I'd love to see him have a you know a decent final year. Yeah. Um, but but you know the guy that's still killing us is that damn first baseman, Evan White. Yeah, Evan White. Um, it's just he's you know I looked I think yesterday and I think he was hitting uh one like one twenty. Yikes! I think he was. They moved him down the order i think he was hitting like seven or eighth today or something like that mm, okay i was gonna look at that let's see here we go i got it here yeah 120 he's still hitting 120 nice yeah. um so what do you what do you think about starting extra innings with a runner on second because you you brought this up and um i i you flip- go you go I okay hear what you say you're the baseball you're the true baseball <laughs> player i flip-flopped a little on this because as a hitter you know that that prospect sounds exciting but the reason scoring runs in baseball is hard is you need multiple people in a row to do things that they are statistically unlikely to do. Yeah, that's true. You need a guy to get on base yeah. who's on base percentage is less than 50%. You need a guy to get an extra base hit or, or just a single whose average is less than Thirty percent, or or thirty two percent, or whoever. If it's a really good hitter, yeah, less than thirty two percent. Um, 
and you need those things that to compound and happen in a row, which which makes yeah. that fifty percent and that thirty two percent together turn into like I don't know the math, but fuck you know a sixteen percent maybe. Yeah, because it's probably 50. about right. Yeah. yeah, so I don't like it because it turns like a sixteen percent thing into like it like doubles triples your chances and that's it's not like at that point it's not really baseball like it's yeah. you're not the whole point it, the way the way i heard uh, i think dallas braden describe it is you build a baseball game yeah you build a game through um get you know a guy a guy has a 10 pitch at bat and then gets out that's still a somewhat useful at bat in the long run of the game um when you just throw a guy on second and then a guy hits a single and the game's over, that's not, that's like separate from the game. That's like a one-on-one matchup, right? Which baseball is full of one-on-one matchups, but it, it's cumulative to a team matchup. Whereas if you just start with a guy on second, it's like, okay, hope, hopefully the guys you have coming up to the plate are your three best hitters because it's one-on-one. And yeah, whereas now it's like, it's essentially, I don't want to say one on two, cause that makes it sound like the hitters have an advantage, but you have, you know, the pitcher has more chances to, it's essentially two on one for the pitcher because they have more chances to not have a guy score, even if something goes wrong. Right. So I think it's anti, it's anti the essence of baseball in my opinion, although it does speed up the game. Yeah, it's a. I, God, there's so many layers to this for me. I mean, yeah. one of if I'm if I'm attending the game, I, I like it. Yes. I get the oh fuck yeah. Out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we saw that 14 inning game oh where God. a dude pulled his hamstring on the first pitch because because <laughs> it was super cold and and people were cold and, and it was it you know it yeah. it causes injuries too. So so that's another point is it causes injuries. We saw a 14 inning Mariners game. We were nosebleeds in the wind, cold with our oh grandparents. And, um, we were like one the only people left. We were like the only people <laughs> left And this dude. So there's a pitching change. This guy has to get all warmed up. Well, cause the first, a guy gets hurt, a guy gets hurt. And, and, and so they... it takes him forever to warm up. Yeah. And so we're sitting there waiting for him to warm up pitch one or yeah. two or yeah. three. It's one of the it first was three or less. It was one yeah. of the first three pitches. Yeah. He gets injured too. <laughs> so it's a 14 in game where yeah. you're essentially watching like <laughs> you're, you're watching like 30 minutes of warm up pitching yeah. during yeah. the 13th oh. inning. And you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. And we couldn't leave at that point. Yeah. We were, like we were then we were committed. Deep. Like we either, either you need to cut, just cut it at the ninth inning. You're yeah. Like, Fuck it. We're yeah. out of here. I don't yeah. care. Or maybe you give it one inning, mm. one more inning. Mm. But when when you get to the thirteenth inning, you're you're camping out, uh, man. Uh, like you can't you can't leave that. Yeah. But yeah, so if I'm there, I like the rule. Um, you know, this this has nothing to do with anything. But as a as a coach, a, a select team that I select softball team that I coach lost a state championship with with that being the way you play extra innings. Mm-hmm. So lost the state championship. They were able to bring the run in, and my team was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will always believe we would have won if it wasn't for that stupid-ass rule. Well, I you benefited know? off this when I was playing for the Bandits. When we played, uh, it was my team versus the other Bandits team. 
And yeah. I made, I think, I would say it was the best defensive play of my yeah. career that game. Um, the reason there was a guy on second, I made a diving catch in left that, like, saved a run. Um, the reason there was even a guy on second was because of that rule. Right. There wouldn't have even been a guy on second if it weren't for that. Yeah. So the team benefited from that, and I personally did, because yeah. if there wasn't a guy on second, you know, I'd probably just sit on that and, and let him have a single because there was no fence. So that ball – like, if I – by the way, if I don't catch that, the game's yeah. over. Like, right. the game was so you, over it if was, I don't catch it. Yeah, I mean, it was – like, you you had to take the risk. I had to take the yeah. risk, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I – so I benefited from that, but yeah. I still I still think it's dumb. I always rolled my eyes when I was in it. I always, okay. Whenever that yeah. happened when I was playing, I was like, Ugh. and you know, yeah. the only time I would ever be excited is if I came up to bat with that runner on sure. second. Yeah. That's the only time because just you know, like I said, I'm a hitter. That yeah. that like or I was a hitter. That um. You know, a base hit and you win the game. That's yeah, yeah. and that's just exciting. But yeah. But I, that almost never happened. So yeah. I like. It was just dumb. Yeah, and then you know another reason. Another reason to like it is, you know what it does. It forces it forces people to. A lot of teams are gonna get a bunt down in that situation to get the runner over to yeah. third. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly we're we're playing baseball again. Which do you want to win a game on a David like a David Ortiz bunt down the third baseline? Because because <laughs> there's a shift on. Like is that is that how we want to win a game? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think there are other things that maybe baseball should change to speed up the game rather than just speeding up the end. I don't think speeding up the end of the game is the most important Cause thing. Cause that's, that's the intro. Yeah. That's where the tension is. Yeah. You build, the, you build yeah. the tension all game through what people consider a boring process of throwing balls and strikes and foul balls and, and, what did this guy do last at bat? Yeah. Uh, you know, you it's build all... you build the tension for that moment, and then you just like completely change the circumstances of the moment. It, it also, you know, I haven't heard a lot of talk about this, but one of the things it does, it really changes the the game in a couple of ways. So I've heard people, oh, there's such an advantage to being up last. Maybe not if you if you get your run in, so you score that runner from second base. And then you go out and play play defense, um, and you're trying, you know, you're, so you're trying to hold that runner from scoring. I'm walking the guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, trying to turn two. Um, because I know, I know that I, you know, I just can't, I, I can't allow, you know, the run to score. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking a lot more about about walking the guy, mm-hmm. um, especially if I was able to score two runs you know i i don't know and imagine imagine if uh, there's a guy on second you walk a guy and then you turn you know you get a strikeout and then turn a double play it's like yeah. you made that team lose the game because there was a guy on second it's harder to bunt too because you know you now you got to force play at third yeah so you, you better get that bunt's got to be better yeah than yeah than uh you know so anyway i, I to me it sure puts pressure on that other team if you can get your run in. Yeah, for sure. You know they're gonna have to. I don't know. I I don't, I don't really like it. Um, I just think it's kind of weird. I I probably will get used to it if they do it forever. Uh-huh. Like I don't I don't I'm not like cursing at it, but I just yeah. think it's kind of like find find other ways to speed up the game. Mm-hmm. Um, find other ways to make the game more interesting. For sure. Than, than the end of the game when. 
you know. Yeah. People have gone to bed anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I want you – you have a couple UW football notes here, mm-hmm. and I um, take pride in not paying any attention <laughs> to UW football until the season starts. Right. So – Yeah, I have a problem. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the first note you have is UW blocking Garbers. Now I've – like read a headline about that, and I still don't really understand what's going on. So, I don't so, know what this means. So there's a so. really, you know, so the NCAA used to pretty much make kids sit out a year when they transferred, and then they became inconsistent about it. So one guy gets to play right away, you know, Justin Fields or whatever. Mm. Another guy doesn't, and nobody mm. knows really why. Um, but the Pac-12 still has a rule where – the if 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 Gar- so Garbers transfers out of UW, petitions to play right away at UCLA. UW, part of the process is UW has to say yeah we're good with that, and UW said no we're not good with that. Um, and I a lot of people you know I see you balk at that a little bit. I to me, you know what dude transfer to another conference. You know, like that's kind of, okay. If, if you're gonna, okay. Yeah. So like, okay. A guy like, so UW has had a couple guys transfer out. Okay. From the quarterback position in particular. So, um, who's the guy that we make fun of sometimes? Uh, the guy we make, uh, there's a lot of guys I've yeah, made fun of, he's, you know, I, I don't know. Like he's got a sister and stuff like that. Ah, Jacob Sermon. Yeah. 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 Um, so like he, him transferring out, yeah, dude, I get it. Like you, you clearly were never gonna play at Washington. Yeah, you're never gonna start. They they showed you multiple times that you were not gonna be the guy. Mm-hmm. Garbers was a true freshman last year, and and bolts and people were surprised because there were a lot of people who thought he had a realistic chance to compete. Now maybe the coaches said you're probably not. I can't look you in the eye and say you got a real shot. Here. I remember you saying that you thought Garbers had a shot. I really did. Yeah. I remember you saying that dude was amazing during, during high school. And I heard a lot of good things. Next thing I know he's transferring. So he was a true freshman. I don't go dude, pick another conference to play in. Like, I just don't, I don't like, I don't like him staying in the same conference when, yeah. when he's still, I don't, it's not like sermon where you're like whatever we don't want him anyway. But this guy we want we wanted and now he's gonna go to a school in the conference and play right away. Like the, yeah. I, I just, now it sounds like the Pac-12 is probably gonna change that rule, and I, I think everybody's gonna it's gonna be a fucking free for all. I think here go, here here on. I, I yeah. but I just I don't I I don't like. I don't like that the school here let me put it this way. Why does UW have any input on this at all? So th- that that's what that's, I'm gonna say. But I, if I have input on it, I'm gonna say go to another go to another conference, motherfucker. I understand what you're saying by like you don't like him going to the conference, but you shouldn't be able like if I if I leave a company and go work for another company, you shouldn't be able to Well if you signed a non disclosure agreement, you know. Yeah, I got I, one of those in my insurance industry. Like, there's certain stuff I can't do because of my former company, but uh, but no, this is different. This yeah, is different. You but, can't like you, but but people don't do like if you took another yeah. job, no one's gonna say you can't like. Oh, it if you if you signed an agreement, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the 
the point is people move jobs all the time. Yeah. People move jobs all the, like okay, I'm yeah. I, I'm not talking specifically about insurance. Like I don't I don't, I don't a know. lot of, a lot of businesses. Though. Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm trying to make a point. Just let me make a point. Um, make a better point. No. Um. People move jobs. Like they do. people move jobs within the same industry. McDonald's all the time. doesn't care if you go to Burger yeah, King. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. So yeah. um, so it, it's just like he's not there anymore. You shouldn't have any say. On what he does, um, I th- I agree. I don't I don't think it's up to the school. It shouldn't be up to a school um, that that a person leaves from. However, if you're gonna leave it up to the school, I'm gonna say, you know, wish you well, but go to if you want to play right away, go to out of our conference. Mm-hmm. That I don't have a problem with. Um, but I think that all that's like I said, it's all gonna go away anyway. Um, I just yeah, it's. Um, a lot of people are shitting on UW because of this, which I kind of get, but there's not, there's not any John Wilner again at Wilner hotline Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Great follow. If you like the PAC 12, um, he could not find one player who left a Pac-12 school and played the next season at another Pac-12 school. Oh wow! Okay, I so didn't, most guys I didn't leave, know. I didn't know that was that un- uncommon. Most guys leave the conference mm-hmm. or they sit out the year. Um, but for some reason, it's getting publicized. Well, um, Garber's Garber's re- this all came out because Garber's retweeted a a thing from his high school coach said, "Oh, UW's blocking." Mm. And then Garbers retweeted that, but um, but I don't think Garbers was gonna play for UCLA this year anyway. It's probably a moot point. Um, but anyway, it's just a weird thing. Like either either allow everybody to transfer with no penalty, or make them sit out a year. Mm. Like college football wide, don't make it conference by conference, yeah. case by case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the fuck you do. Make it the same. There used to be a rule, actually, if you transferred from a conference school, from a Pac-10 school to another Pac-10 school, mm-hmm. you had to sit out two years. Like, they really didn't want you mm. moving inside mm. the conference. Okay. So it's – anyway, it's just, like, why is it different everywhere? That's yeah. my biggest thing about yeah. it. So we, we spent way too fucking long talking about eat, about Garbers. <sighs> yeah, I don't – we'll, He'll probably never fucking play anyway. Yeah, I don't uh, – who yeah. cares? It's just – weird um so receiver uw receivers yeah um they lost a but i won't go deep into this they lost a few guys who uw has had so many four-star recruits that they won recruiting battles on that have turned out to be nothing Mm. um that just they've had this long list of guys that have been kind of disappointing yeah so they lost a few of those guys they bring in um a couple of guys who who should help them right away. I think they brought in more than they lost, but uh, but the the receivers are looking like shit at practices from what I'm hearing. Mm. I'm hoping that's because our defensive backs yeah. are just that good. Uh, that's a good spin. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I think in that case, this calls for. Oh. Yeah, the Howard Schultz card of the week. The crown of the week. Yes. All right. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, you go first because mine's still coming up. Okay. So I don't know why this is a thing. Um, it's a little weird to me, but Kevin James is gonna be playing Sean Payton in a Netflix movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
I thought this was a joke at what? first. The movie's gonna be about Sean Payton's time coaching his son's sixth grade football team in 2012 when he was suspended from the NFL. So my clown of the week is whoever decided to make this and anyone that approved it. And also the casting director for putting Kevin James as Sean Payton. <laughs> the mall cop. What? Is there any similarity, like personality-wise or looks at all? They both have a double chin. Okay, that's great. That's about um, it. Yeah. But it's even like a different, like he, Sean Payton has like an old man yeah. chicken double chin where Kevin James yeah. is a fat guy double Just chin. A big it's, guy. A, it's a different, yeah. du- it's even a different yeah. double chin. So, yeah. Wow. Um, I like Kevin James, but him playing a football coach is not what I'm looking nah, for. Nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kevin James, uh, Kevin James is a little past his, I think his moment is past as well. I think, yeah, he I had a good. He had a good he had a, run. He had a good run. Yeah. I think you know. Let's start casting other people yeah. than Kevin James. Oh, Lord. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. After After Mall Cop Two, I think it's kind of tough to justify putting <laughs> Kevin James in just about anything. But yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Who do you got? So I'm gonna I'm real. I'm gonna name two real quick because I okay. had one last week and then I decided oh, it was yeah. too old. Okay. Okay. And it kind of is, but J D Davis, um, baseball player said that you know didn't know if he's going to get a, a vaccine or not because it's a personal choice uh, i just yeah. didn't like that message Go yeah get the goddamn vaccine just yeah just get Jesus it christ people. just get it so i just wanted to throw that out there mm-hmm. i got my first shot by the way oh nice I got one Congrats. more coming yeah yeah so you can breathe all over people's asses <laughs> um my clown of the week and this is kind of a classic he's a guy that you could you could you could call it the the perennial the you could call it the Roger Goodell. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He's he's one of our yeah. He's one of our um our our perennial clown of the yeah, week. Yeah, he candidates. gets the you know there it's like the lifetime achievement award. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know we should yeah. probably, we should hand out a few lifetime achievement yeah, awards. Yeah, lifetime clowns. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you know so there's a thing going on in the NFL right now where they're starting to to um they call them OTAs organized team activities mm-hmm. I think is what it stands for. Mm-hmm. And some of these are optional. Some uh, some players get bonuses for them. There's only one Seahawk that gets a bonus, and that is the safety that came from Detroit. Oh, uh, Quandre Diggs. And it's only because the, the Detroit put that in his contract. Seahawks okay. don't don't put that in contracts. So Quandre gets a hundred grand for being at this. So, um, so the players are are starting to boycott these because there you know there's a safety concern. You're going to bring people in all over the country to work out. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to me, this is another. I think it you know like if this were again the NBA, what's that commissioner's name again? Uh, Silver, Big Adam Ear, Silver, Mr. Big Ears. Yeah, he would have nipped this in the bud and said, "Hey, we're yeah, we're not going to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, your safety is super important to us." We're gonna do our Zoom shit. We we know you guys can all find a gym. You know, you all have your your own workouts yeah. anyway. Back in the day, players didn't work out much in the off season, and they would show up and work themselves back into playing shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. No. Most guys, um, they're already in shape. You don't need these yeah. things. Yeah, nip it in the bud. Set an example for the public. I just like it's another tone deaf thing by yeah. the commissioner. Where yeah. You gotta, you got to understand your players and mm-hmm. don't fight these little stupid battles. Just yeah. let them have the that W. Yeah. Move on to bigger stuff. For sure. All right. Um do you want to do locker player first? Uh lock of the week is Heat. 
Maybe it's already started. I don't know. Plus three and a Heat plus three and a half. I forget who they're playing. Okay. But um, the Heat are hot. The Heat are hot. That's really funny because... <laughs> Shit. Uh, I have, take it back? No, no, no. I have the Heat <laughs> minus four um, on uh, tomorrow. Oh, we like have, the Heat. Yeah, All Heat right. minus four tomorrow. They're okay. playing the Nuggets, who just lost uh, Jamal Ooh, Murray. Yeah. Um, and we'll snake draft this, if, if you don't mind. Go for it. And... Um, however, this is a slightly contradictory, I suppose. My player of the week is going to be the person filling Mr. Anti Vaxxer, Michael uh, Porter uh, Jr. Oh my gosh. I think, I mean, he just, he's just going to have a ton of shots and somebody's got to score those points. He's never going to, yeah. he never sees a shot he doesn't like except <laughs> for the vaccine. So, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so i think yeah i mean he puts up as as many shots as Jokic a lot of nights so yeah. I, I think he's just gonna absorb a lot of those jamal murray shots Jokic is gonna continue to look for a pass before a shot and uh in some cases which i think uh i think like harms his team and his own game but right. that will benefit michael porter jr and yeah give me him as the player of the week um all right who do you got um, I'm going to go with Marco Gonzalez. Okay. I like it. He has really struggled. A little bounce his, back. Yeah, yeah. His first couple of starts. I think he's going to end up having, having another solid season. Good. I think it'll, it'll start. I think he pitches on Thursday. Cool. I think it'll start on Thursday with a solid outing where he, you know, he, yeah, you know, seven innings, two yeah. runs, that sort of a thing. Nice. All right. I like it. Well, in that case, um, do you got anything else? No. Okay. Well, then I suppose it is time for us to head out. Solid hour and a half here today. Um, I guess that's what happens. That's what happens when you miss a, a week. But yeah. So thank you for for tuning in. If you made it this far, I don't know why, but you're dope. Make thank sure you. you do all the YouTube shit. Like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter. Freaking do it. Just do it at Mason Charles Co at Aaron Co twenty nine. Um, also the ebook is on Amazon and Lulu.com. You can, you can find it in a bunch of different forms. Um, and then yeah, Goosehead Insurance, Aaron Co. hit it up. All right. With that being said, uh, deuces y'all. So yeah.